so good. All right. Keep writing that. You also have the whole next hour to finish anything on the quest, any notes you need, or your quest. You got time. Truth is, you got all day today, and actually you have till when. If you need it, you have till 10 o'clock on Thursday. <laughs> We're fine. Just at 10 o'clock on Thursday, I'm grading everything. Go team. So get it done. What I want you to do, we're going to actually officially start the final right now. <laughs> like, that was kind of unofficial. I, I want this information. It's part of your final. The quiz was getting a book, so I hope that was a, how'd the quiz go? <laughs> so there you go. So now what I want you to do is there's two other things that are a part of the final, and then we're going to hand this in. The first part is I actually want everybody to do this as part of your final exam. And I want you to turn to someone next to you. And I want you to listen and talk. I want you to talk about your journey. You don't have to share the hard, stabby one or the Moria moment. But I want you to share one moment of your life with someone sitting next to you in the format of journey and story. Does that make sense? So I want you to use a metaphor and say, hey, you know what? Something I learned here is when I thought about my life, I thought about Rivendell was kind of like this. Yeah? Just do it. Part of it is like just to do it, right? But it's also really good practice. Because I think for some of you, it's going to be a great way to start sharing your story. It's hard to talk about our lives. It's hard to talk about personal things in our lives. And what I think Tolkien offers us here in applicability, like any great story, right? All stories point to the true story. But they also point to your story. And it's super important for us to learn how to talk about our lives, to talk about our journeys. I have found it really safe and really effective to talk to friends and loved ones about my life as journey. We're on a journey, right? And it really is nice and safe. And it also allows you to be somewhere on your journey, and you're somewhere on your journey, and I'm somewhere else on my journey. We're different places, but we're all on a what? We're on a journey. <laughs> So if it's really hard, it could get better. If it's going really well, celebrate that. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, right? And that allows for that community. So, give you a couple minutes right now. I want you to listen to someone, talk about their story. I want you to actually, with words, <laughs> right, talk to someone and share a moment from your quest with them. We good? I think we're safe enough now. I just pick a shire or something safe if you need to but I want you to do it I want you to practice it all right because some of you really don't do this much and this is a good chance to get started all right ready set and then what we'll do is we'll do small group and then we'll do large group and then we're gonna watch video for the rest of the class all right ready set go find somebody groups of two is probably best or at least two or three maybe all right so Maybe jump in, jump in, jump in. You guys go that way or go three, whatever you do. Alright? I'll put tunes on so it's not so quiet. Actually need to talk, actually need to listen. Great opportunity to learn something new. Maybe out someone who sat next to you all semester, right?
if you've been talking, let someone else talk and listen. Alright. Keep going if you want to. We'll go we'll finish this song one more minute. This is a good song for the journey, isn't it? <laughs> going to be a great way to start out college. What can you do with your roommate? <coughs> Tell me a little bit about your story or your journey. If you want to use Tolkien, fine, whatever. Right? But metaphoric application, seeing your life as journey and adventure is a great way to get to know somebody. Maybe on a dating relationship. I remember when Jen and I had this conversation. We stayed up all night telling each other what? Our stories, our journeys. Right? I was born at a very young age, you know, whatever. Right? But like that whole concept of seeing your life as part of a journey and sometimes they come together like ours has for the past six months or whatever. And they separate, sometimes they come together and stay. Right? So that's just, it's powerful. All right, so now we got a few minutes, not a ton, a few minutes, anybody willing, what I'm going to call, testify about their journey. So you did it in a small group, and now what are we going to do? Large groups. Some of you in the room have done this from the stage already. Maybe at your youth group. Maybe in a larger group like this. And that's called a testimony. And what you're doing is you're testifying about God's faithfulness on your what? On your journey. If you've never given a testimony, teacher moment, this is a great way to do a testimony. If you're like, I don't know what to say about my testimony. Everybody has one. We all have one. And so if you can see your life as adventure, your life as epic, your life as quest, your life as a journey, you have something to share. You do. Right? That might be you're sharing it because you want to share it. It might be to help a group or an audience on there. They're all in Moria. And you're like, I've been in Moria. Right? Uh, you're all fighting Balrogs and I fought one. Right? Like, or I'm fighting one. Like there's a, or maybe we all, you don't need to get to a Rivendell. You know, like, it's a great way to do testimony because you can talk about your journey and share that with others. And they can do what they want with it, right? They can do what they, that's what testimony is, is I'm just testifying. And people can respond how they want. So I'm not going to force it. It's only going to be five or so minutes. Anybody want to testify? Anybody want to share something from their journey with the class? You don't have to. Never force a testimony, right? That's just weird. It's okay. Oh, you don't have like. Really, really, I'm not. We're making space for this. So we'll just jump into the movie. Yeah, and that's, and that's okay, right? It's different when you're talking with a person next to you than with what? A group. It really is. And part of you wants to say, I think we're safe enough to do it in here. We've already done a lot of it. Does that make sense? I do want to encourage you at some point. Don't miss that opportunity. The Bible talks about sharing a testimony. The Bible talks about sharing your journey, at the very least with a friend or a husband or a wife or a family member. But some of you will have that privilege of sharing it with a larger group, of testifying. I'll give you one. I don't mind. Um, this semester has been very unique for me. And I am finding this very strange thing that's happening. <laughs> I'll teach something. And then God will have it happen in my life. I'm like, thank you. 
And so I'll teach about grace, and then, oh, I got to learn it. All right. Or, you know, and so I'll teach about Balrogs, and then, oh, I'm fighting one right now. Hey, all right. I had this really unique moment two years ago. Some of you think I've taught all this stuff for 14 years, and I'm learning as I go. I had this really interesting moment. I talk a ton about identity. That's one of the things that I'm maybe most passionate about is identity. And I've talked about that all you see me with my chapels, the dead self and the new self and the finished story and the like I'm doing all this stuff. Well, two years ago, I'm talking this I'm talking about Gandalf. We didn't get to the lesson this semester. Um, but I do a lesson on Gandalf where he goes down and he fights the Balrog, and then he does what though? He kills it and dies and comes back. Woo! That's an awesome, that's a great moment. So it's like Tolkien writes that whole you must die to self story into Lord of the Rings. Old self, new self. But I've always taught you gotta let your old sinful self die. You gotta let your your bad self die, right? And that old dead self needs to be gone and you're gonna live as your new self. And Tolkien did something that I never caught. It took me 14 years of teaching it to catch it, <laughs> which, holy cow. Maybe I should have got it earlier, I don't know. But Gandalf dies. Gandalf the Grey dies, and that's his old dead self, and he comes back as Gandalf the White. But you know what caught me? It was just a couple years ago. Anybody got a problem with Gandalf the Grey? I love him. He's awesome. Like, he's on my Facebook profile. I love Gandalf the Grey. Gandalf the Grey helps with the Hobbit. He kicks Frodo out of the Shire. He gets everybody on their journeys. He helps them all this stuff. And then Gandalf the Grey does what? He dies? There's no more Gandalf, there's no more Gandalf the Grey. It's gone. He's gone. I'm like, wait, I love Gandalf the Grey. But because Gandalf the Grey died, who do we get? Gandalf the White. And would Gandalf the White want to go back to being Gandalf the Grey? No, because Gandalf the White is what? More awesomer. Yeah, he's, he killed a Balrog and he's back. Like, that's awesome. And I saw this thing where I teach at a school with a lot of great people. Like, you guys are awesome. You're good kids. You love Jesus. You're all fired up. We're good people. And God might want to do what with your goodness? Kill that? Wait, what? I taught that for a couple of years, and guess what's happening right now? <laughs> like, Mr. D's dying. <laughs> like, I'm going through this process of this old Mr. D dying. This religious spirit, old Mr. D dying. I'm like, no! But he's, and if, you know, I hope he won't die physically, but he's turning me into a Mr. D. I don't know about the white. I guess I have gray hair, but whatever. But like, a new Mr. D. And I'm like 42. What the heck, right? And I want to hold on to that because Mr. D, he's a good guy, right? Been teaching here for how long? I'm a good teacher. And to let that go feels so weird. Letting something good go so I can actually have what? Something even better? So I want to challenge you with that. It's something I'm learning right now. It took me a long time to learn it. Is don't be afraid to let go of the good you. Because a lot of us are good. Not just the sinful bad you. But to even let go of the Gandalf the Grey you, and even let that die, so God can even make that new. Fair enough? I don't know. Something to throw out there. I'm still figuring out the lesson. I'm in it, right? I'm in the middle of it, right? Uh, but it's kind of unique. And I, it's like, I'm teaching this stuff. But like, I'm, I'm doing this as well. So, All right. Onward. Good. We got 40 minutes. We watch some video. Thanks for listening to my little testimony. Right, it's a, again, it's a chance for me to share with you part of my journey. We are done. We're done with the class. Yeah, I know. Let's go. All right. So you can take your folder, put your name, period two, shove all that stuff in it, and hand it to me, and you are done with class. All right. If you don't hand it to me now, Get it to me later, get it to me at the end of class, and get it to me by Thursday, 10 o'clock.
coffee your fun. Yep. If you want to make a coffee for you, You're just saying that. I'm not no, I know. <laughs> it was really good. Like, yeah. yes. That's 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 the way a final should be, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool to go through it. You know, to look back. Good. All right. You're done. You get to sit back and watch a movie while I do my whole talk over it thing. All right. So we'll do that again. There you go. Thanks. Well, all I would ask is that as the bell reeves leave. Wow. As the bell rings, I'm going to put on the whole, you know, the eye getting destroyed and the tower falling. And we'll have Frodo say, it is finished, right? It's done. Ah. And the bell's going to ring and you're going to walk out the door and be done with class, right? All I ask is that you give me an official handshake. I'll be standing by the door. Give me one last handshake as you head out on your journey to go fight evil and destroy the rings, okay? Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take about 45 minutes and we're going to go through Return of the King. Okay, is this still up there? And as we go through Return of the King, um, I want you to focus on one or two metaphors in particular. All right? And uh, the ones that I'm going to give you go all the way back to the beginning of the story. Um, and it goes to this journey that Gandalf is on with Aragorn to get Aragorn back to his castle. And uh, I'm going to have it start right here with the forging of Narsil. All right. Pretty cool moment. We got Arwen and talking with Dad. Right. And Dad's all angry face. Oh, there it is. There it is. And I'll turn off the light. But what is this? It's a sword getting what? Reforged. So what is that in our world? The Bible. Fractured Truths of the Bible, which is this book I just handed out, right? Like, I'm going to add that, by the way. <laughs> like, this is really good. Right? But this sword that's broken being put back together, creating a unity of it, and using that in the king's hand to go back in the battle. So I, I want to start here now. We totally jumped over two towers, right? And so in that, you have Gandalf coming back. He and Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli go over to Theoden, who has that worm tongue, right? If you remember that moment, I love that metaphor. Just a quick moment on that metaphor, right? Worm tongue's whispering in Theoden's ear. He's that king who's all shriveled up. If you've seen the movie, yes, no, get a few nods, gives there, right? It's interesting. We fight off orcs. We fight off trolls, we fight off Ringwraiths and Balrogs and Nazgul, because those are all these external enemy. We figure out our Boromirs, get them taken care of, and really it's not Boromir, it's what he's believing, right? So all this stuff. What's the different difference in this type of an attack? Deed in what? He doesn't know. Does that make sense? And so I love, like... Tolkien keeps layering in the attacks and the enemies, and he gives us different fresh metaphors all the way through. And we get to this Theoden one, and he's all shriveled up. He's a king on a throne doing what? Nothing. Because he's let this thing in his life who's whispering lies and despair into his ear. Catching the metaphor? Can he just get rid of that, though? Why hasn't he gotten rid of it? He's not aware of it. The only way he's going to get rid of a worm tongue is if he does what? Let someone in with authority to make him aware and to kick that thing out. And that's how some of us are, the only way we're going to fight some battles is we let people into our lives and they're like, hey, I see this in you. And you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And then what do you got to do? Kick it out, right? A little quick moment there, kind of a fun story. Someone did that for me sophomore year of college. I, like some of you and lots of other people, struggled with watching too much TV. And now it's probably more like gaming and stuff like that, right? I just, I wasn't, didn't have a ton of video games back then anyways. But I was always watching TV and I love movies, right? So I'm always watching movies. And sophomore year, my grades were falling. And so I had a really good friend and a teacher both confront me. And they said, Dominguez, you got to get that thing out of your room. It's distracting you from college and from why you're here. And I blew him off a couple times and finally I said, no, for real. You got to do something about this. It's going to ruin college for you. 
and I stopped and I realized, oh my gosh, I did not see it. Does that make sense? I let them in. I didn't see it. My roommate and I, one afternoon, unplugged the TV, walked to the elevator, went down, walked out of our dorm, walked over to the science building. I had a key to the seventh story, went to the top, got out of the elevator, walked off to the roof of the science building, walked over to the dumpster and did what? Seven stories, dropped the TV right down into the dumpster. It was a pretty cool crash. <laughs> and actually, just up until two months ago, three months ago, I haven't had a TV in my house for 20 years. A lot of you have no idea that I don't have a TV. Oh, I'm missing out on everything, aren't I? Three so little liars. I've been, yeah. I, I've been fine. Yeah, I, but you know what I mean? Like, It's interesting to consider, like, it was so nice to not have that. I just never wanted to plug one in again. And now I have one for my kids, and we watch videos and stuff on it. And I, it's not even really plugged into cable or anything now, right? And I just realized, for me, that was so distracting on my journey. But someone spoke that into me, and I saw it. So they wake up Theoden, right? They wake him up. He kicks Wormtongue out. Literally, they throw him out of the house, right? And now he gets his sword back in his hand. He gets his army up together, and they go and defend Helm's Deep. Some of you know that battle from two, like the whole two towers is like Helm's Deep. And what I would do is I would put up here on the screen that wall of Helm's Deep. And I would talk about how it's our heart or our homes or our faith. And we would make a more of a personal metaphor with Helm's Deep. And what does the enemy do? Attacks and tries to break down that wall and breaks through. And we got to ride out with the king and defend, right? And, you know, the other guys show up and the trees show up and we win that battle. Woo-woo! Now that's more of a personal thing. I, I think Helm's Deep is more of like a big battle for a personal thing in your life, right? Now we're shifting to today. Did I get us here well enough? We okay? So here's the return of the king. By the way, don't miss the subtlety. <laughs> return of the king, right? Uh, go Tolkien. The return of the king, and as they forge this sword, I want you to think about the reforging of truth. The reforging of the Bible and that fractured truth getting this together in the king's hand. All right. He always looks so angry. Dude, chill. That sword is huge. It's like seven feet. Here we go, Gandalf. Gandalf the White. Seven layer castle, that thing's awesome. It's like, welcome home, Aragorn. Oh, Downton Abbey, right? Like, holy cow. That thing's awesome. So, thank you, Peter Jackson and his crew, for that. I was actually a little concerned that after that opening Hobbit scene with that awesome dwarf kingdom and all the CGI stuff from the Hobbit movies, that coming back to this would be like a letdown. I'm like, no, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, Helm's Deep, maybe your heart, maybe your family, maybe your local church, maybe even Wheaton Academy. we got to protect it against those orcs that are coming, right? And the ladders go up and they're ramming on the door. This is not Helm's Deep. What is this? What's today's metaphor? The kingdom, right? So we talk about the kingdom of God. This is the king's domain. This is the king's castle. I would. You don't have to go here, but I would call this... Christianity right now on our planet or the church and by the way how's the church doing we're all right we've been going for 2,000 years but how are we doing yeah right so you can see what Tolkien's writing and if you look at Chesterton and Tolkien and Lewis the main attacks on the church right if you especially look at mere Christianity he was writing to the existentialistic atheists right Trying to take on a big push for atheism with all the Nietzsche stuff and all that, right? As you watch this, I wonder what it is right now. Because, yeah, Hitchens and Dawkins put their stuff out. They were New York Times bestsellers. But once Sam Harris wrote about free will, everybody's like, what? No free will? That's lame. Like, there's no more bestsellers. So, I mean, you can maybe say atheism. I mean, it's always going to be an issue. 
But I, I'm not quite sure that atheism is the big attack on the church right now. Yeah? I'll give you one that I think it might be. I think it's this moral relativity issue. It's really attacking us, isn't it? All right, morality's getting out of control. Or at the very least, just sexuality. Out of control, right? Like, this is nuts. We think about all the sexual issues in our world right now, not just our American life. Yeah, right? Like, ah. So, you can, I'm just giving you a few, but as we go, think about grace or truth or really good theology and doctrine or the church as a whole, like church with a capital C or even just Christianity under attack. Is that worth protecting? Yeah, this is the king's domain, the kingdom, thy kingdom come here on earth. And is it here? Yeah, but it's what? It's under attack. Go team. Minas I have to do a text real quick to the Egglers, declaring my phone. They're gonna come and visit. Caretaker. Lord Denisor is borrowing his father to give him news of his beloved son's death would be most unwise. It will not mention further. And say nothing about it all either. In fact, it's better if you don't speak at all. I love that. It's like, yeah, just don't say anything. <laughs> so good. Gandalf's awesome. That's a great shot. Look at that beautiful citadel, right? That's a throne. How come he's not sitting on that one? Whose throne is that? That's the king's. That's Aragorn's throne. Is he the king? No, this is Denethor. What's his job? Yeah, right? To steward the kingdom until what? The king comes back. Are we catching the metaphor, right? What's our job with the king's domain right here on the planet? To do what? Steward the kingdom until he comes back, probably on a big white horse, big trumpet in the sky. That's going to be awesome, right? Which he's already here. Check out the irony. He's already what? Like, go, Tolkien, right? The king's already among us, but he's also going to return. That's yeah, awesome. Right? So, cool. How's Denethor doing? Those who've seen the movie or read the book, how's he doing? Horrible. Now, total spoiler alert for the next half hour, but you've had eight years, so I feel okay. Right, but like, he has given up. He's partnering with lies and fear and hopelessness. Now, is he on Sauron's side? No, see, he's on. He would be what I would call a Christian and a Christian leader who's just done what? Thrown in the towel and given up. Do we see that? Yeah, it's super sad. Right? And so we're going to get this juxtaposition of Gandalf as a leader and Aragorn as a leader and this other leader who's a Christian in our culture, right? He's just done what, though? He's on our side but given up. Hopelessness. And it's so sad to see those Christians do that when they're really, they have this opportunity to be part of the kingdom building and they're just missing it, right? So here we go. I'm going to start scanning stuff and going fast. So. Look at that, it looks like Aragorn. They all look like Aragorn, right? 
pale Denethor, son of Exelion, lord and steward of Gondor. Look at him, right? Not good, not good. All right, so we go here, and actually, Mary kneels and offers his service to Denethor. Good idea or bad idea? Bad idea! This guy's giving up hope. I mean, we have to be careful who we serve, even in the kingdom, don't we? Who we come under authority under, right? This guy's so abusive and filled with despair and hopelessness. It's sad when we give ourselves to that type of leadership, and it happens. we got to be careful, right? We come out here, and we see that the enemy is getting ready. Now, Sam and Frodo are still going. We get this moment where Gandalf and he talk and he's giving himself into the service and then we get this powerful moment right now I'm trying to help us see the metaphor here right right back here Frodo and Sam are super close right Game on, right? Here we go. They work their way up. Overwhelming. Now, there's this whole thing with Faramir. I love it, and they do such a great job with it. I'm going to skim past it just for the focused metaphor here. I love this moment. Nah! Like, wait, get a rope. No free climbing. But, okay, so ready? Do we understand the battle metaphor? Are we good? So now's where I want to try to bring it right into our classroom. What are you guys doing on Sunday? Most of us. What are we doing? Come on, this Sunday. Graduating. We're graduating. And some of you will literally be going where? All over the world. At least all over America. What do we got to do? I love that it's fire, by the way. A little Pentecost. What have we been doing for 2,000 years? What are you trying to do? <coughs> I love the Howard Shore music. The epic moment. This summer, next fall, what do I need you guys to do? Come on. Go to New Zealand. No, okay. And light the beacon. As you watch this, what college are you going to? What part of the world? What mission field? Where can you go to your college and do what? Get him fired up, like the Holy Spirit right there. I love it, right? We gotta pass that fire on. Wake people up. That spot. Someone's got a 
to do it in Alaska, right? Or whatever. <laughs> I, I, as you watch this now, literally, graduation comes September. Wherever you go, what's the call? Get your college fired up. Get them in the battle. Light the beacon. Get them engaged. Right? We are at war. What? I know, it's crazy, isn't it? That's commitment. Those helicopter sh shots, awesome, right? Yeah, they they would drop them off. Here we go. Ready? This is you at college. Hey. And Houghton will answer. Go, Marcus. And Rohan will answer. Muster the Rohirrim. Right? Come on. This is why we're here. This is what we're doing. Ring the bell. Get the fire lit. Get the troops organized. Get them fired up. Get them equipped. As many men as can be found. You have two days. On the third, we ride for Gondor. War. Ah, oh. Just the encampment. It's tradition for the women of the court to farewell the men. Ah, what's she doing? I love this. He's the king of Middle Earth. What could he tell her right now? Hey, no, 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 no girls fighting. Instead, all right, see you there, <laughs> right? Like, blonde warrior princess here getting on a horse, riding out in the battle. Don't need to be blonde, right? Like, Tolkien has this powerful metaphor of women getting engaged in the battle as well, as they should, right? So they muster up the Rohirrim. We get this powerful moment with Denethor of Faramir and Billy Boyd's awesome song as Faramir rides out. It's brutal. We look at this dad who's just given up and willing to expend his faithful son and Sam and Frodo and Gollum are getting closer and closer and we've got a spider that we have to deal with, this feminine monster that's in the story. Oh, that moment is so brutal. And then we're mustering up the Rohirrim and I want to get us to this point. He gets his sword. Pretty cool. He actually got it back at the Council of Elrond, but whatever. <laughs> and then he goes into this weird, we get these green dead ghosty men thing, right? And I want to get us here. And these guys all come out. And it's this huge None. army, right? You're like, okay, thank you, Pirates of the Caribbean, or whatever. But a lot of people miss this. Because if you're a literature guy and a story person, you're like, okay, Tolkien, you had to figure out how to beat the big bad guys, so Green Ghosty Army will do it for you. That's easy. And you can go there if you want. Then you're missing the metaphor. Who are these guys? Anybody know? The Oathbreakers. Are they on Sauron's side? No. These are Aragorn's relatives. These are on our side, and they promised to go out into battle on that big one where they cut the ring off of Sauron's hand. They promised to follow the king into that battle, and did they? No, they bailed on their promise. Let me say the metaphor one more time. They promised to follow me, to follow the king. They gave their lives in submission and service to the king, but when it came to riding on the battle, they what? They bailed on their promise. Once Aragorn, as the king, wakes up all these green guys, how's the battle go? Easy, but exactly. If you and I were to go out there and wake up all the Christians who bailed on their promise to follow Jesus, how would the battle go? Right? <laughs> How many times in the Bible does it say, wake up, O sleeper, wake up, wake up, get involved, come on, 
right? Yeah, we have the finished story, you're covered by grace, but what about all these Christians who have not engaged in the unfinished business of the kingdom? They've bailed on their promise. They're not on the enemy's side. They look crazy, but they're on our side. And Aragorn invites them into battle, and it's actually easy because there's so many, which is the awkward metaphor. There's what? So many who have bailed on their promise to follow the king, take up my cross, right, and follow Jesus into battle. Yeah? So that's the green guys. Something to run with there. And uh, we'll take this metaphor into the and he, they're willing to follow, and they keep going. It's kind of crazy. And then we get this whole marshmallow man intimidating everybody. And I love this moment because he's willing. He's alive. And Denethor is giving up hope. He needs medicine, my lord. He's giving up. My line has ended. That's overwhelming, right? Are we under attack? Are we under attack? Christianity? Church? It's overwhelming, believe me. some good leadership in there, focus, energy. Thank you, Gandalf, right? And now, is it the battle? Yes. Here we go. Come on, fight. Ah. Know what's up with Marshmallow Man there, right? But then they bring in. Oh, the yeah, well, yeah, they wish they had a dragon, right? But they've got uh, this huge battering ram that comes in. And we'll start there, okay? And let's get there. All right. No, we're not there yet. We gotta get to the front. So, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are gonna take over the boats and come up with the green army, which is awesome. We take on the spider, which is a great metaphor. Don't miss the light and the darkness and stabbing that spider in the gut, right? Awesome moment. But here's where I wanna get us. Is the church, is the truth under attack? Is it? Getting pounded on, right? The Ephesians right here. When the day of evil comes, what do we gotta do? We gotta stand firm. Looking in the background, we get Denethor. He's going to go burn his son alive in despair and hopelessness. But there was a flower. You saw the flower. Whoop. All right, here we go. Have things infiltrated our churches? Has Christianity let in stuff that it shouldn't? Are we under attack? Stand your ground. Stand firm. Right? It's going to be overwhelming. I think about what is your college let in? 
Oh, Gandalf. But right there, I pause because some of you are frustrated with Christianity. You're frustrated with the church. You're frustrated with all the theology and doctrinal and you know denominational stuff. Why? What have we done? Right? We have let bad theology, abusive doctrine, misuse of the Holy Spirit. We've we've got people who are don't understand evangelism, let alone all the atheism and the idealism and the dualism and all those isms that are infiltrating the ranks, right? We've let this stuff into Christianity, and some of us are real frustrated with our churches and with Christianity. Because of what? This is what it feels like when you go to church, right? Should it feel like this? No. So if you feel that way, it's probably because this has happened. Fair enough? What do we got to do? We got to clean this up. We got to clean it out, right? All right, we got to also destroy rings. So we got to do both. I know, that's pretty gross. That spider is huge. All right. Okay, so let me get us to this point. Denethor is burning his son alive. And here's our main metaphor for today. Seriously, now I want you to watch this scene and I want you to think about graduation on Sunday. And if I could change the colors from green to maroon, I want you to think about on Sunday, you got your maroon cape. If I can get your horses and swords, we do it. Like, I don't know, I gotta start a school and have everybody do what at graduation? Ride out, right? Right? So as you watch this, I've built the whole lesson to this moment. Is the city under attack? Is Christianity under attack? Have the ranks been infiltrated? Yes, so what do we need? Weed Academy Warriors, right? Here we go. Getting all fired up here. I need a horn, right? I need to get like a shofar. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that on, on graduation to make you just like It would be cool. Right? Holy cow! Are we at war? Think of all the metaphors in the New Testament where Paul writes about our battle is not against flesh and blood, which it's not. But we are at war. Stand firm when the day of evil comes. Ah! Right? Here we go. Girl power. Go girls. For our friends, I love that. For people, not even for the castle, for people. This could be our graduation speech, right? I think that looks like Marcus. Is that you? 
darkness. Marcus on Sunday. Arise! Arise, Spears shall be shaken. Shields shall be splintered. A sword day. Hey. A red day. And a sword day. Take a picture Maroon. white. Are we ready? You ready? Here we go. I literally see this as my job. For real. To do what with my students? To send you guys out to fight poverty and lies and depression, sex trafficking. Let's go. Ready? Like the graduation song a little bit, right? There it is. Right there we go. Is it Peter? Is that thing? Is that? Peter like, can you see yourself in this scene? That is Wheaton Academy graduation. And what are we trying to do? Watch the enemy when they see Wheaton Academy warriors coming, right? Like, I want to print that off and hand to each one of those, right? I think, is that you? Hello. I think I have milk mustache, but right? Like, can you see yourself, Cram, right? Is that, yeah, right? See? Right? Ah, Pinley. Right? I love that, like, Wheaton Academy Warrior, you're writing. And if you don't feel like you can do this right now, then go to four years of college and then do what? Then right out. Like, I mean, that's why we're here. We're trying to do this in high school as much as possible, in whatever way, whatever giftedness you have, right? Watch what the Wheaton Academy Warriors do. Look, the enemy's scared. Come on, ha, 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 go, go, go. Stand, right? Ha, ha, ha. I love that cut. Yeah. And the whole 14 hours of the movie. Ah, like, literally, right outside the castle walls. Ah, victory is coming. We have warriors riding into the battle. And what's he doing? He's going to dump oil on himself in despair, burn himself up, and just be done. Give up. Like, which one are you going to do? You're going to give up in despair or ride out into the battle? That cut is so brutal, but it's so true. I watch people, Christians, on our side just giving up. And then I see others, right? Come on, let's go! Yeah? I hate watching this scene. It's so brutal because it's so real. Fair enough? So let's be the ones who ride out. Go team. All right. Uh, I don't even like watching it. All right. So they fight well, and it goes well. And then what? And we ride out. You ride out freshman year, and then what happens sophomore year? Ah! Oh no! These huge elephants come. Oh. 
The battle's hard. It's gonna be hard and overwhelming. What do we gotta do? Sophomore year, what do you gotta do? <laughs> Reform the line and... That's so painful to watch. Because I just called you guys those warriors, and now they're getting what? Clobbered. And now, but that's on, on purpose on some level, because I don't want you to be the Wheaton Academy warriors who, who do what? Ride out, kill all the orcs, and then you turn to face the big stuff, and then what? You just get clobbered? Can we take down these elephants? Can we take down an elephant in the room of materialism or atheism? Can we? Come on, can we? Yeah. Can we? Yeah. All right, like that's what's in here. It's what this class is all about, right? And I want you guys, it's going to feel overwhelming to deal with Buddhism. It's big. It's an elephant in the room, and it could stomp all over your faith, right? Or just lust. This huge elephant in the room at college or alcoholism. And I want, to, want you to watch this. They get clobbered, like that guy, look at that, right there, he's getting stepped on. Don't be those Wheaton Academy warriors. I wanna show you something here, right here. Again, I've talked about this all semester. Frodo turns and faces the Black Riders. What does Gandalf do? Turns and faces the Balrog. And what does Aomir do here? He turns and faces this elephant, and with one spear, watch what happens, one spear. One quote from C.S. Lewis can do what with all of dualism? Done. Right? One quote from Chesterton, and atheism just crumbles apart, doesn't it? One verse, one piece of truth can do what with these huge lies? <laughs> took out what? Two elephants. And can it happen? One well-placed well, well placed piece of truth can take these things out. And you guys, you've seen it this semester. 30 pages of mere Christianity, boom. We're styling. Does that make sense? That's why I gave you this stuff. I really want you to be those types of where you smite, smite, no, fight smart. Smite fart. That was going to be awkward. But I said it anyways, right? Fight smart, right? Let's do that. Go team. All right. So we got five minutes left, which was amazing. They win the battle. Eowyn stabs that thing in the face. I love that Wah! moment. That's awesome. Green guys show up. They trounce. They win. And then they do what? Which is so awesome. Aragorn rallies the troops. And while Sam and Frodo are walking in there, Aragorn does what? Knocks on the black gate and they go from defense to what? We need your generation to get off the heels. We gotta stop defending Christianity, right? We gotta do what? I think Lewis and Tolkien really wanted us to shift from defense to offense. Now we can't be offensive. Come on, huh? Well, whatever. Honor, love, but offense. Got it? Got it? For Frodo? All right, go team. Let's be those people. It's going to be overwhelming. Get that crazy mouth of Sauron thing. He chops its head off. I love that. It's so disgusting. We get in closer. And then he calls out Aragorn, and we get that awesome Aragorn moment for Frodo. It's so great. They run in. Sam carries him. Ah, awesome. Love it. And then what happens, right? For Frodo. That's just awesome. For Frodo. For Frodo, they run in, <laughs> Sam carries him up, 
Thank you, Gollum. Appreciate your help. <laughs> Awkward. And then what happens here? Ready, set, go. And I want you to look at this. That scripture says we have the power to demolish what, you guys? Strongholds. To demolish the truth of Christ. The Holy Spirit has the power to demolish strongholds. Watch this. <laughs>sacrifice is intense right but what happens here we get this moment I want you to end class with this moment I love this moment hear, hear him say it is done but he's saying what it's finished I know what this feels like it can feel like this for you you guys it really can and give me a handshake on the way out so let him hear let him say this come on right is it worth it is it worth it Let's hear him say it. Come on. It's gone. Yeah? It's done. Right? That lizard, that bell rug, that ring you're carrying, it can be what? It's over now. Yeah, it is finished. The sun has set you free. What?